Morning, everyone. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Kyle of Summerton, Philadelphia. A lovely, beautiful Wednesday morning. We see Shabbos approaching already this morning. Shabbos is on its way. And, uh, and uh, we've got to start getting ready for Shabbos. So let's, let's continue here in Derech Hashem. And we are in the fourth section, first parak. Uh, we finished the second paragraph yesterday. So that brought us to the end of Dalad Bez Bez. We're at the beginning of Dalad Bez Gimel. But before we move on from Dalad Bez Bez to Dalad Bez Gimel, um, here in the topic of, of Talmud Torah, let's return to some questions that we left hanging and lingering yesterday. And that was, we see the Ramchal tells us that Talmud Torah exists on two different levels. There's Higayin and Haschala. The, the pronunciation of Torah, the enunciation, maybe is better, enunciation, reading of Torah, and understanding Torah. And each of them is an involvement with Torah, and each of them shows up in a different place. The enunciation of the words of Torah is a connection to Talmud Torah. It gives a person that infusion of godliness that you can only get from Torah, that elevation uh, to the highest planes of existence that you can only get from Torah, that comes even from just saying words of Torah, and that parallels Torah Shabbat. What are words of Torah that give a person this elevation, even without any understanding? That's Torah Shabbat. The written law, the written law, the three sections of the written law in, in descending order of in this infusion power, Torah Nevim and Ksuvim, and then Haschal is understanding Torah, understanding what I'm saying. That's Torah Shabbat Al and understanding. Uh, sorry, sorry, enunciation without cogitation in Tarshah gives me that aliyah, gives me that kedusha, gives me that, that elevation. Um, on the flip side, when it comes to Tarshah it's only the haschala that gives me the elevation, only the enlightenment, only the understanding, elucidation, elucidation is, is, is the critical make it or break it factor to have that infusion of ruchnis, infusion of kedusha, um, from Tarsha Baal Peh. So enunciation without elucidation by Tarsha Baal Peh does nothing for me, as we mentioned yesterday. You can take entire Blad Gemara, read all the words, and even know more or less the niggin to read those words with. But if nothing's going on upstairs, you know, there's nothing, no lights on up in the attic over there, it's just going into your eyes and out of your mouth, it's not doing anything for you. Whereas Tarsha Bechsav, Enunciation without any elucidation is a connection to Torah, is giving you Ali, is giving you elevation and, 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 and Kedusha. We pointed out that these two levels of Higayin and Haschalo, as Ramchal refers to it, the enunciation and elucidation, understanding, and, and, and just speaking, parallel different levels of our existence, levels of our activity that the Svarim HaKadoshim referred to, the Machshava and Dibor, thought and speech. We know that we're always active on three levels, not just two, three levels, machshav, dibor, and maisa. Thought, speech, and action. And it's clear by the omission of years we mentioned yesterday that the, the, the Ramchal doesn't give us any level of Torah when it comes to action. Torah is not actionized. Torah is speechanized and it's thoughtanized, but it's not actionized. There's no level of Torah when it comes to maisa. Flipping that around, we see maisa, you know, what is there on the level of maisa? That's mitzvahs. The level of Mice of action seems to be relegated to the realm of mitzvahs, of the mitzvah activity, which is a separate category from Torah. But there's no Torah on a level of mice. Deep or machshava, yes, mice, no. Why is that? That's what we left hanging and dangling yesterday. Let's begin with, with uh, picking 
up where we, where we left that hanging yesterday. And, and the ideas like this, a very simple idea which connects everything together that we've seen so far and what Torah is all about and how Torah elevates us. What makes Torah different than all the mitzvahs? The Torah is as close as you can possibly get to the Rebbeinah Shalalem while you're not the Rebbeinah Shalalem. And as close as you can get to having a relationship with Hashem, period. By definition, you know, you can't say as close as you can get to have a relationship with Hashem without being Hashem because if you are Hashem, you don't have a relationship with Hashem. You are Hashem. To have a relationship with Hashem means you're outside of Hashem, independent of Hashem, and you want to relate to Hashem. You, have, you want to be one with Hashem. You do that by having some kind of consonance, synchronity, and congruence with the Rebbeinah Shalom, some, some way of connecting to Hashem, being like Hashem, being at one with Hashem. <clears throat> but but I can't be Hashem. Hashem is infinite. I'm finite. Hashem is one, and I'm uh, I, I'm I'm um, scattered. I'm I'm multiplex existence. How do we bond with Hashem with those degrees of separation? That's Torah. Torah is not just following God's will. It's not just applying God's will. It's not just realizing God's will and wishes. Torah is God's will. Torah is God's will, which is one and the same with God himself. And Torah is the closest thing that we can get to Hashem himself, period. It's the only way we can have that the ultimate relationship with Hashem is via Torah, which is uh, uh, the, the level of existence, one nano degree of ruchni, one nano ruchni particle and degree removed from the Hashem. Okay, that being said, we have to keep Torah as close as possible to Hashem in order to facilitate this, this existence of Torah, this, this construct called Torah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created as that interface through which the Yerushalayim reaches out to us and we can connect back to Hashem has to be kept as much as possible, as close as possible to Hashem's existence. Mimela. The Rebbeinu's existence, which is not Magushim, which is not a physical existence, which is which is as far as as possible away from the entire realm of physicality. Physicality is, is diametric opposition to Hashem. Physicality is something that's in conflict with the, the notion and the existence of the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. Physicality is is by definition. <clears throat> um, a place where, where, where we are as far away as possible from Hashem, something that's physical, a physical kind of existence which we have down here, is in conflict as well with the essence of Torah. Okay, this is now a a, um, a very delicate concept, very, very, very delicate concept. The essence of Torah, Torah in its pure, undiluted form is Be'etzim also raised above the realm of Gashmias, is lifted above the realm of the physicality. When we're talking about turn, it's unadulterated, undiluted, uh, pure form, it is not Magushim. It's not something that takes on a, a um, physical um, existence. And when we... we Learn Torah down here. We're learning about um, concepts, concepts that um, that are certainly physical, 
I mean, all of Shas is, is, is talking about it's talking about physical items, physical objects, cows, going other cows, and foods becoming pure and impure, and you know what you can eat, what you can't eat, etc. Even you know areas of Torah like Kachim and Taharis, which are dealing with sacrifices, impurity and impurity. They're still talking about sacrifices in terms of things down here, impurity, impurity, and things in terms of things down here. So Torah mentions things down here, discusses things down here. But the Torah's etzim existence, etzim existence is still an existence that exists above this world, like exists above this, uh, 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 um, uh, 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 above the level of, of Gashmias. And to take that a step further, again, to try to really wrap our heads around this, um, what does that mean exactly? Does that mean when you're learning, you know, um, when you're learning Baba Kama, and we're de- dealing with Shor Shanaga Chesaparin, Ax the cows, the gores a cow. Ax the gores a cow. If I'm learning Torah that's discussing, a mission that's discussing, that's discussing mundane topics, that's discussing um, physical concepts, does that mean that it's no longer Torah, that's no longer pure Torah, that's no longer undiluted Torah? No, Chesaparin doesn't mean that at all. Doesn't mean that. But. It does mean that the, the Torah component of it, the Torah component is is there in the discussion. The Torah d- component is there in the dialogue. The Torah discussion is there in the in the intellectual aspect of it. And and um, when I have the cow that's in question, um, and I have the cow that uh, uh, told me in Baba Kamar, told me in Sanhedrin, the cow that gored, it has to be divided up, or it has to be stoned to death. When I take that cow, I, I located that cow that the Mishnah was talking about, and I, I, I um, administered to that cow down here the sentence that was 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 paskined via Baba Kama, via Sanhedrin, via all the different sugyas that tell me what to do with that cow. The cow itself, we say, is not is 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 not Torah in the cow. The cow it was dealt with according to Torah. And Torah told me what to do with the cow, but we don't say well that cow became a, a chelik of Torah itself. We don't say that. We don't say. That now I stoned that cow to death, or I, I divided the cow this way between the two litigants, and this guy got this amount of the cow, the claimant and, and the defendant got their piece of the cow. We don't say, you're walking away with a piece of Torah now. You have a piece of Torah in your hands. That we don't say. That we don't say. Everybody, everybody got that? We don't say that you're walking off with a piece of Torah. A piece of Torah. So they have things like something that's called the Living Torah Museum. The Living Torah Museum. So now that, that's, a, that's a, a name of a museum that, that could generate some confusion. Living Torah Museum, so I see a shechita knife in that Living Torah Museum. I see, uh, you know, the fellow who runs the Living Torah Museum, fascinating fellow, fascinating museum, fascinating uh, um, range of items and artifacts in his collection. He came last year, he came down to Politz. He does traveling editions of the, of the Living Torah Museum. Maybe we can bring him down to the Sarvantan Community of Kailo one time. 
right? For the kids or something. Fascinating. Anyone ever been to the Living Torah Museum? Have you been there in Brooklyn? <coughs> you, were, you were there? You came to the, the traveling edition? No. You went to the real one, the real deal. So we went to the traveling one. The so guy knows a, knows knows a felt. He knows knows his uh, knows his information, and he has uh, he has a coin. It's a shekel coin. Fascinating. He has a, a coin, a silver coin, which is a machtes a shekel coin that was for the times from the from the times of the Baishani. Um He's got all kinds of goodies over there. Um, so when I, I'm holding that coin, there's a term called called shkalim. You know, psukim that say that say um, you have to give a shekel akodesh to the base hamikdash. You have to give a machzas hashekel. Hajir lo yar bevadal lo yamit mi machzas hashekel. So when I'm holding that coin, wow! This is the coin that the psukim are talking about. This is the coin that the mishnayos are talking about. I'm holding a piece of Torah in my hands. I'm holding living Torah in my hands. So that's not that's incorrect. And and when he named his museum, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean living Torah museum like I'm holding Torah. Rather, he meant I can see Torah coming to life. I see Torah coming to life. I see Torah being applied in real life. But we don't say that coin is a piece of Torah. But when I'm learning about that coin, and I look at that coin, I say, this coin is, is uh, in line with such and such Mishnah and such and such opinion in the Rishonim that have such and such to say about that coin. That's the Torah. The Torah is the discussion. The Torah is the dialogue. The Torah is the, is the, the day and the Dibur. But the items down here are not said to be part of that essence of Torah because Torah stops just short of coming down to this realm. You know, the Moran Sukkah says, May Oilam Loyorda Shechina, Loart Shechina never comes down here. It says 10 Tzvachim above, above the Oritz. The Oritz means Gashmias, means the Rebbein Shalalam doesn't have a Gashmias existence will never have a Gashmi's existence, can't, cannot have a Gashmi's existence. HaKadosh Baruch cannot have a physical existence. It goes against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tur as well will not, cannot, and does not have a physical existence. Because if Torah would have a physical existence, then what? What would happen if Torah would have a physical existence? If you could have a living Torah. What? You would well. You take piece of it. And you, you, well, we run out of Torah. I don't know if we would run out of it, but, but, but we're on the right track. If Torah would have a physical existence, Torah could. If you could say, if you could say, I don't know. What's, what's, what do we have? Look, look. This is uh, this is this is a uh, Mishnah and Maseches Brachas over here, right? The Parasi Elon. You say Ha'etz. This is a Shtik Torah. If you could do that, if that would be a correct statement. Then I just lost the opportunity to bond with the Rebbeinu Shalom through learning Torah. So how can I bond with the Rebbeinu Shalom through something that can be Gashmias? Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not Gashmias, will not be Gashmias, and cannot be Gashmias. But if He created Torah for me to have a connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, it has to be something that is a Pesach, a conduit, allows me to have a relationship with Hashem, allows me to bond with Hashem, allows me to be at one with Hashem. It has to be something that necessarily cannot have a physical existence. That's what's going on over here. So these are, these are deep and delicate ideas that are going on behind the scenes that we were able to appreciate and, and, and really strike this mother load just by realizing what the Ramchal did and what he didn't do. The Ramchal lined up Torah in two out of the three categories of our existence, and the third one he omitted. There's no Torah when it comes to Misa, because there can't be Torah when it comes to Misa. Misa is 
is an application of Torah. Ma'isa is 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 taking the day of Edibor of Torah, taking the intellect and the speech of Torah, and saying, okay, now let's let's use that as a script, so to speak, as directions for working with the physicality. But I'm using Torah as the directives, using Torah as the script, using Torah as the guideline to, to, to figure out what to do with this orange. That's called a mitzvah. Mitzvah means taking the Torah as, as a guidepost, as a script, as a directive, and figuring out what to do with this orange based on Torah. Now when I do that, I'm definitely elevating the orange, I'm providing Kedusha to the orange, I am being malo the nitzaitzis, however you want to say it, right? I'm, I, I'm, I'm converting this orange on, uh, from, from, from physicality to spirituality by you doing with the orange what the Torah told me to do with the orange, but not because the, the orange itself is an aspect of Torah, but because the orange has something that Torah wants me to do with that orange. That's called a mitzvah. The uh, um, um, uh, mitzvah harnesses the ruchnius of, of the orange, so to speak, um, by doing with the item in question what the Torah wants me to do with that item. But it's never the idea that this is a chalik of Torah. And again, the reason why, the reason behind that is, if Torah would be able to have a physical form, even a hybridized physical form, we have physicality and spirituality mixed together, which we do, let's say, have in the orange, right? We do have that in the orange over here. We have a, a, a combination of physicality and spirituality. It's okay there. Combination of, of spirituality and physicality. Um, but if there's physicality there, then it can't be something that allows me to connect the Rebbein Torah is that... device, that creation that allows me to be at one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the, to the, the highest level, the highest degree that's, that's, that's possible within this world. And as such, it has to be something that is, is spiritual and not physical. So one would ask then, if I'm physical, if I'm physical, how do I bond with the Rebbeinah Shalaylam through something that's only spiritual? Even if we're going to say the day and the Dibur, day and Dibur, which are still uh, aspects which haven't been grounded didn't come all the way down over here. Um, how do how do I connect with the Rebbeinu Shalom via Torah? If I'm physical Torah, says I'm connecting via my 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 ruchnius. We have a nefesh ruach and a neshama. Nefesh ruach and neshama. So nefesh is the part of me that's intertwined with my gashmius. That's my so. That's my nefesh, the lowest part of my spirituality. But that's the part that's fused, connected with, and intertwined with my physicality, as we've seen earlier in the Ramchal. That's where action lies, that's where mitzvahs lie, because mitzvahs are this fusion of spirituality and physicality. Ruach and neshama, ruach is my speech, and neshama is my machshava, is my seichel. Those are areas of my neshama that are above gashmias, that are above gashmias, they're not really um, physical. That's where I am being misdabic with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, via my Talmud Torah, via my learning of Torah. And when I do that, I'm focusing on and, and reinforcing the upper parts of my existence, the spiritual parts of my existence, and the male that comes down and makes my mitzvahs, my maisa, much more powerful. Because that's a lot to press over here. So we're not going to go on this morning and say we're going to go on tomorrow morning, move on to Gimel. 
Um, but in any case, Torah has to remain one step above this world. It has to remain in the realm of Ruchnius. Cannot come all the way down to Gashmius because that's what allows Torah to allow me to have this highest level of connection with Hashem Baruch Hu, um, because it remains in the realm of spirituality, which is what allows it to be right there by the Rebbeinu Shem's essence. Okay, that's a, a lot to to uh, we're gonna have to let that uh, roll around a little bit, percolate, and Mir Hashem tomorrow we will continue with Gimel. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful today. Thank you for joining.